Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. This is the Apollo Audio Podcast. Welcome to the Apollo Audio Podcast. Woo-hoo. Yeah, we are here. It's been a while, guys. Uh, welcome along, my uh, supreme co-hosts on the Apollo Audio Podcast, Billy Hills. Hello, hello. Leo Miles Mitchell. Good evening. First this time is, I've said that. Yeah, that's true. It's, it's an evening recording, uh, and me, Martin Lumsden. Uh, it's been a while for various reasons. We've had yes. we've had COVID jail. We've had uh, holiday skiing expeditions. Yes, we've had. Uh, Storm Eunice, Storm Dudley, Storm Franklin. What's the best storm name? <laughs> you come over, yeah. don't you? What's the best album name? What's the best storm name? Uh, storm Bernard was big. Uh, storm <laughs> Bernard. Storm Storm. What would be that? What would be that? I don't know. <laughs> storm Storm. I can't name another storm other than Eunice. No. Storm's one of the X Men, or X that is. Women. And was also a gladiator. Uh, so yeah, but for for various reasons, then we've always been sort of slightly ahead of ourselves. But this is like we're right on it. This is today. It's virtually today. <laughs> You're listening to this. It's Ooh. almost live. <laughs> yeah, almost. Should we swear? Almost so live. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you think it's, uh, you think we haven't sworn before? <laughs> you don't think I won't just leave it in? Yeah. Who's going to sound like the idiot? <laughs> Remember, I am in control. Yes. <laughs> I can move things around. Uh, <laughs> uh, we are uh, covering the 500 greatest albums of all time, uh, as listed by Rolling Stone magazine. Uh, two albums every week. Uh, we're we're well into this now, aren't we? We're on. I mean, we've only got something like 478 left. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which episode is this? Episode number. Ah, this will be episode number 11. Oh. Yeah. After this, we really, we're we're say we're well we're well into it. We have we have basically just scratched the surface. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. We've got a lot a lot to go yet. Um, so this week's albums uh, it was back to the sixties, uh, the late sixties with both of these albums, wasn't it? Dusty Springfield, Dusty in Memphis, and the Zombies, Odyssey, and Oracle. But anyway, how are you? What's going on? Are we happy? Good. Yeah. <laughs> nice break. We're good. It's excellent. Yeah, you had the old skiing thing going yes, on. Yes, I'm yeah. real. Really, really You're good. Pro? I was impressed myself, actually. I picked myself up. Did all right. Did all right. Man. Did a couple of red runs. Nice. Yeah, had some lessons out there. Decent. Very good. Yeah, it's good. Well, red, red's not the hardest. Is it black that's the hardest? Black's harder, one harder, yeah. yeah. <laughs> one harder. Yeah, yeah it, it, it is. Isn't it? That's very spinal tap. So yeah. skiing yeah. over there. Yeah, blacks one harder. One, yeah. one, yeah. one harder. But then on the way back, got stuck on the plane for four hours, delayed oh, yeah. because there was two extra luggage in there. The joy of holidays. And then I think I actually caught the um, COVID on the plane because everyone who's on the plane got a text about it after. Yeah. So yes, yeah, so a very boring five days after that. Bummer. Mm. But you didn't suffer, did you? No, absolutely fine. Probably best I've ever felt. <laughs> But you did test positive, didn't you? Yeah, for yeah. nothing. And then World War III's begun, isn't it? Yeah, just to, yeah, to take over, yeah. yeah. We haven't got a pandemic anymore. <laughs> Let's have a global conflict. Life's been a bit shit since 2020. Right? Yeah, it's, it's, been... it's been terrible since David Bowie died. That's the yeah. uh, the fabric of the universe destroyed. Yeah. That's a special what one. Month, for, um, what month did he die? 2016, January 2016. 16? 2016, yeah. Oh, they were right a couple of years. I thought it was later. I had a good 18. Oh, I mean, yeah, that's, that's the year that Trump got elected. That's the year oh, of the Brexit vote. That's the year. Very <laughs> that's true. What was that? Seven, that's 16. What they say. 16. Yeah, yeah. That's what, that's what people say. Ever since David Bowie died, 
the universe has collapsed. Fair, so yeah, true. fair play. <laughs> it is all a bit depressing at the moment, yeah. isn't it? It's all down to Star Man. So let's have Come some on, fun. Let's have Dusty Springfield. Let's have some. That was nice. Let's go. So man. where shall we start, guys? We've got two albums to do. Which one would you prefer? Zombies. Zombies. Start, always start with the zombies. That's it's good. That's good life. That's good. <laughs> that's good life advice. Always start with the zombies. Okay, uh, number two hundred and forty-three. On the oh look, accidentally we've done it in, in numerical order. Well done. Uh, the zombies you number two hundred forty-three <laughs> on the uh, five the five hundred. The Beatles uh, wannabes. Uh, Beatles or what, what, wannabes? You say? Well, oh, that's, uh, that's my main point. Oh, I think I think I think my notes have gone to hell here. I think I've got the I think I've got the wrong I think I've got the wrong print out. This could be this could be <laughs> this could be dodgy. This is talking about Lana Del Rey. <laughs> Damn it. Was she in the zombies? <laughs> I think I've got an old version. Was Lana Del Rey was in the zombies? Uh, Odyssey and Oracle was released on the nineteenth of April, nineteen sixty-eight. So it's Good just it's a, it's a, it's two weeks younger than me. There you go. It's for information. Hey. Oh, wow. yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ! Is he really that old? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, this was their second studio album. Uh, it was received indifferently on release, which may be a, a theme of this week's <laughs> albums. Um, and by the time it came out, the group had already decided to split up. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, main track, Time of the Season. It's the time of the... I thought you were going to join in. Season. Uh, it was a surprise hit in the United States in early 1969. Uh, the album title, Odyssey and Oracle, is misspelt. Oh, I Odyssey is misspelt. Did you, I don't know Where's if you noticed that. Uh, the right? designer of the LP cover, no, he he misspelt it when he was designing it, so it remained called Odyssey is spelt wrong. And then Pubsy kept it, did they? They kept it that way because it was already on the sleeve. So yeah, we meant we what meant. idiot! That's what they said. It's quite cool, a work. commercial failure in the US and the UK, only reaching number ninety nine on the American album charts and failing to chart altogether in Britain. Um, I like this little little, little uh, zombies fact for you. Two fake zombie lineups were touring simultaneously in 1969 after the band split up. One was from Texas and the other from Michigan. The Texas group featured bassist Dusty Hill and drummer Frank Beard, who are from ZZ Top. Uh, <laughs> are they American? <laughs> Before they were ZZ Top, they were touring as pretend zombies. <laughs> in 1969 wow. uh, previously placed at number 80 number 100 and now currently number 243 number 80 it was originally it was originally number 80 on the first Rolling Stone list yes. sorry are zombies American uh, the no. zombies are from the UK they're from Zulba the ZZ Top are from uh, yeah. uh, from Texas yeah. that's a pro- how come was it British and they didn't even chart and they did quite well in America uh, no, well, it's the album didn't do very well in America. Was the was the point? Oh, sorry, um, it didn't do it didn't do very well in either America or here. They'd yeah. had hits previously. Yeah, that really surprises me. And uh, so I think that's why they said the single like, uh, time of the season was a surprise hit because the album hadn't done very well, yeah. but the single itself did. I assume the album well. would have done. It seems very obvious time, doesn't it? And then, well, let's talk about it, shall we? Nineteen sixty-eight. April 2nd, 2001, A Space Odyssey, uh, a Space Odyssey sorry, uh, by Stanley Kubrick was released. Uh, April the 3rd, Planet of the Apes, starring Charlton Heston and Roddy McDowell was released. April the 4th, 1968, uh, Martin Luther King assassinated. Gangsters Henry Hill and Jimmy Burke commit the Air France robbery, stealing $420,000. You know, Henry Hill and Jimmy Burke? No, I've never, never heard, heard that, that story. robbery. No. Seen Goodfellas? Yeah. yeah. That's them. Uh, is it? Yeah. 
Have that that's my favorite film. Well, there you go. That's what that story was. That was on April the 8th. Uh, so, yeah, that was 1968. Number one in the charts in the UK was Congratulations by Cliff Richard. June. <laughs> and the number one movie was... He's been about uh, that long. <laughs> he's been... Yeah. Like, that's 10 years. He's 10 he's years longer than that. He's just had a lot of facelifts and a lot of <laughs> Jesus. hair. 1950s, uh, Cliff Richard started having hits. Um, the number one movie was The Graduate by Dustin Hoffman and the number one album John Wesley Harding by Bob Dylan, which I'm sure we'll come back to at some point in the future. That's 1968. Odyssey and Oracle by The Zombies. What did you think, guys? I actually thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, I was very surprised by it. Okay, next week, join us for it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, there's more. Um, (laughs) I was was surprised. I thought when we got these two artists, I thought, oh, I wasn't really up for it. But turn this on, and again, straight away, was hooked by it. Got very, like, Beatles vibes, like you said. Yeah. I think very, like, Sgt. Peppery, which is my favourite Beatles album. And I loved all, like, I don't know what that affected, like, the keyboard is. I loved that. I love his voice. Yeah. I think it's just really, really well recorded for its time as well. And then just... Just really good songs. It's good general pop songs. Cool. Liked it. Enjoyed it. What I agree. Your, what were your I, general thoughts? Well, I guess that, like, none of I us agree. have heard of the zombies before this. No. I'd heard of them, but not, um, you know, for that, for just for time. Of his time mm. So that one didn't stick out for me because you were singing it earlier. Oh, it's yeah. The last, it's, it's, the last, it's the last track yeah. on the album. You it's might have switched of off films. by them. Yeah. But that's all I knew about them. I couldn't tell you another one of their songs or yeah. what the hell they look like or anything. But yeah, I was with Billy. I thought it was great. It was. Um, it had a big hit with a track called "She's Not There," but that was about five years earlier, I think. Right. So is this their last album? Yeah, they only did two. Do they go and do anything else? Like uh, they have reformed, so they're still sort of knocking around. Yeah, I saw some pictures of them like yeah. looking. Look like zombies. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> <laughs> they are, well, they are. I mean, they're they're contemporaries with the. You know, we were talking about at the time. Paul, yeah. Paul Jones was in here with yeah. the uh, Manfreds last time. Yeah. Very much contemporaries. Yeah. But yeah, Wicked, Wicked album. Um, I would, well, we'll get on to where we, where we rank it with recommendations, but yeah, I'd definitely recommend it to people. I don't know if it's just the sound of the times, but there's a sound of the times, not sign of the times, but uh, it all sounds like it could be on a, a, a film yeah, soundtrack definitely. to me, yeah, yeah, yeah. every song. And I think that's Quite where trippy, I know. It? Uh, it certainly felt it seasons. put you in a place. Definitely. That was and, my feeling. Um, I was joking earlier when I said Paul Mann's Beatles, cause actually I think a lot of those songs would stand up. <clears throat> under the Beatles but there's definitely similarities like you said yeah just Could good organic album, good organic British soft rock and good vocals yeah. what, good what is that genre of music called back in like the 60s like I don't know like, 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 60s, like rock, that's what I call it 60s rock <laughs> Yeah. It's like soft though, isn't it? It's yeah. so like pop. Well, it's interesting it? you're saying Beatles. I didn't I didn't particularly get a Beatles reference from it myself. I oh, mean, there's one really? in particular which I was like, oh my God, that could be yeah, the Beatles. Not totally Beatles. Well, I mean, there may be reasons for that which we can maybe kind of dig into. Um, my first uh, thought coming on was like, oh God, how more 60s could this sound? Yeah, yeah. This it such. Sound. First track was like, Dang. yeah, this is from the 60s. I enjoyed that. I thought it was a good opener. No, I didn't say it was yeah. bad. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just like, yeah, this sounds exactly like you'd expect yeah. a 60s album to sound. Yeah. It was yeah. so kind of, yeah, that's what that is. Um, I think mate, that sort of keyboard sounds probably a Hammond or something yeah. like that. That was kind of very popular with the Moody Blues and Procol Harums yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Uh, or the uh, Mellotron you get used that a yeah. lot yeah. Uh, the Beatles we that do. sort of um, do, yeah. <laughs> uh, what do you call it um, Strawberry Fields and all that kind of stuff yeah. all that's very, the sound yeah, yeah. very popular yeah. around that time sort of flute um, yeah. it was all tape you know Mellotron's all like little yeah. bits of tape loops was it? Yeah. Every, yeah every time you press a key it basically runs it was the first sampler effectively cool. but it was little tape lo- lo- loops of tape so they'd sam- they would tape 
an instrument, and then yeah. every time you pressed a key, it would actually run a loop of the tape. <laughs> so it's, I had all sorts of problems engaged with that because the tape would slow down or get jammed or get wobbled, and if you moved it on, took it on tour, it would go out of tune and all sorts of stuff. So wonderful sound, terrible instrument <laughs> uh, to actually kind of manage. Didn't really get Beatles from it, I must admit. Beach Boys. Beach Boys, Very yeah, nice massively. Shout. There's a lot of harmonies on that. Yeah. I thought, yeah. I thought that as well, yeah. And uh, the likes of the Kinks. The Kinks, yeah, yeah. All that sort of, uh, yeah, that sort of <laughs> a little bit of landed town, kind of stuff going on. That's I wish I wrote that was, down. That was, that was a terrible critical response to the whole thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. Just one. <laughs> <laughs> on the small faces, that was another kind of reference. That I was like, yeah, yeah. It sounds like that sort of, um, no, really yeah, lazy Sunday afternoon, that kind of vibe. It's that sure. sort of. There was feeling. one in particular, wasn't there? So Beatlesy, mm. but yeah, definitely. I thought I thought of um, Beach Boys and the Kinks as well. They, all, I mean, there's a lot. Of, it was the sound of the 60s a lot of that wasn't it in terms of that sort of like yeah. like you say let me say rock it's kind of like it's soft, soft rock because it's yeah. got like such poppy vocals yeah. and harmonies I don't know whether it's because it's like, like it sounds very 60s or because if you want a movie for example and you go oh it's the 60s mm. Then if you went to stuff from this album and put that in there you go oh it's the yeah. 60s. so whether yeah. it's been like so often used as an indicator of the 60s mm. that do you know what I mean it's like a chicken and egg thing yeah, does it yeah. sound like the 60s or does it sound like the 60s because it's been used to yeah. make you know that it's the 60s true yes true but I think that's actually yeah I mean if you think of 60s 70s 80s 90s for me genres pop into my head mm. yeah. is it the same with you guys as yeah. well yeah although I think yeah that, 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 I think probably what you were saying is right and I think we've become more um, genre specific that, like more genres are popping up yeah. so the longer you go through musical history you get this proliferation of genres whereas sort yeah. of the 60s you might have I don't know it's soul or it's jazz or it's rock yes. or it's pop mm. whereas by the time you're getting to uh, you know now you've got 25 different versions of yeah. hip hop yeah, yeah but then true but the, and but the, in the 60s this was probably the most popular i imagine this was the most popular sort of genre right mm. a lot of bands like doing this sort of stuff yeah like i say to me it sounds a lot like uh, it, that was my thought was a lot of this sounds like another band yeah yeah, so, yeah. oh it sounds so like I the zombies it's like oh this reminds me of the kinks yeah, this yeah, reminds yeah, me of the small yeah. faces this reminds me of the beach yeah. boys so it's got bits of a flavor of lots of stuff yeah um do we know who, on. sorry, question, do you know who produced it? Uh, it says it's produced by the band themselves. Okay. The only other person that's mentioned, I think, was a producer called Ken Jones, Yeah, I think. And the reason for that was it was basically mentioned, because there was a, they basically self-financed it, I think, largely this album. Mm. And, uh, or, that's not really true, sorry. What was right is that they ran out of money um, from the label uh, for the production of this, and then they had to self-finance the stereo mix of the album themselves because uh, it was all mixed to mono, and they still needed a stereo mix because in those days they would do a mono version and a stereo mm. version rather than just stereo, um, and they had to finance the stereo version themselves. And <laughs> there was some story about a producer or engineer who had tracked in some... Um, he'd already basically bounced stuff down that meant they couldn't separate it. That was the, so that was the only other name yeah. that was mentioned, but I think in in general it was self produced. Okay, I just wondered because they're similar sound. I don't know if anyone worked with them on that album. Mm. Like, worked like the Beach Boys or the Beatles. Or yeah, no, not I like think they were all see. just influencing each other back then. But yeah. I mean, it still happens now, doesn't it? You think, oh, but yeah. the actual production sound of it as well, I thought it was great. I thought it was really yeah. well. I mean, as as we've probably said quite a bit, lots of these sort of you know hugely commercially successful album when you dig albums when you dig into them, they've been really well recorded and mm. performed. You know, whether you like the music or not, mm. 
the actual standard of the performance and the recording mm. is excellent. Mm. But I think that there's, yeah, I just think people love that sound of organic analog, mm. uh, old school techniques of recording music. Mm. It's why the modern techniques are normal are, are yeah. being used to replicate yeah. old mm. analog sound because yeah. i think it's just it's better it's clear it, yeah. it's clear a bit it, do you know what i mean martin you know more like on that it just almost sounds like not overly compressed like it's a bit everything's a bit more i don't breathes know a bit more breathes a bit more it's not yeah. as muddy it's like it's yeah. not as sort of I don't know. Everything sounds sounds crazy because you thought like, what's that? So six, you know, sixties. What fifty, sixty years ago? Sixty years ago. You think technology would have evolved so much that music would just be, you know, would be digesting it so much better? But I think you may have put your finger on part of the problem. Is that nowadays we rely too much on the technology to try and get it right rather mm. than actually get it right in the first place? Mm. And what so in terms like, of like say, the so songwriting like and stuff? Just play it well. Yeah, 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 yeah write yeah, yeah. a good song. Play yeah. it well. And then you're not really having to do lots of processing, yeah. you know, lots of compression, lots of EQ. I mean, you might do a little bit of compression, a bit of EQ, but lots of post-processing isn't going to get done on that. Yeah. And I think a lot of modern stuff basically gets ruined Definitely. by that. We touched on it a bit with the uh, Chili Peppers album, didn't we? That sort yeah. of post-production mastering. That mm. basically, even, even in the sort of quality of it in its initial recording, possibly got screwed up by somebody going, let's make it loud. Mm. Yeah. That made a mess of it. It didn't make it better, it made it worse. Yeah. I... Um, it's funny, this album. First track, I was like, ah, oh, this is so cool. It was like really 60s. I've got to love this. I thought it was a great track, that first one. And then as I was kind of going through the album, I was almost doing a kind of, this is great. This is terrible. This is great. <laughs> this is terrible. Almost on a track by yeah. track basis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I love this one. I hate this one. Mm. I love this one. I hate this one. <laughs> I thought, some of it sounded really folky. Yes. Um, to me, rather than poppy. It was like sort of the, the um, lyrical content and the vocal melodies were very folk based. I thought. Yeah. Oh, that's what, that was another influence. I was thinking that sort of um, Sid Barrett era, Pink Floyd kind mm. of stuff. And do you know a band called Dodgy? No, I heard of them. They were they were pretty. They had a run of hits in the nineties, mm. and there were definitely bits in terms of the production and the songwriting arrangement of this album that very much reminded me of Dodgy. I was like, oh yeah, I, I reckon they were familiar with <laughs> this yeah. album or liked this. But yeah, I can't say I loved it. I think I loved. Half of it and hated half yeah. of it, sort of thing. I don't think I hated any tracks. I thought, oh, that's not as good as the the last one. Yeah, hates maybe a little bit strong, yeah. but I just didn't. I didn't like. I just didn't want to listen to them. Yeah. It was like, there was the, that's it. There were songs that I was like, "This is really good. I really like this. I'd listen. I'd stick this on a playlist." Yeah. And other songs that I'd kind of go, "I'd be really happy." Were well, they never the ones existed. that were the more like the down ones, where it was just like more vocals and. Yeah, and so. there was there was a couple. There was one that was almost a cappella, isn't there? Yeah. Sort of towards the end, um, and it was that it's like that, like there's sort of there's lots of lovely close harmony stuff on this, but then there was that sort of close harmony stuff that just reminded me too much of finger in the ear tin whistle folk music, mm. which um, <laughs> no, I can't judge from Miles' expression whether he's like going, no, I, what I, the I, hell I, is Martin I, talking I, about? I, no, I remember or, that one. <laughs> I, I was, to be honest with you, I was trying to actually remember ones that I really disliked, but. Yeah, I'm with Billy. None really jumped out. There was ones that I preferred more, but I suppose yeah. with any album. But there was, for me, it wasn't like a, there wasn't any I I, I hated. Mm. And um, the only, my only, if it was a criticism, but then you don't know. It's like what came first is is that 
question its originality. Like, or, yeah. you know, it sounds like we've the first thing we spoke about when we started speaking about this was all the other bands we thought it sounded mm. like. Mm. So perhaps you could question its originality, but then I don't know. Maybe these, maybe yeah. these guys did it first. I, I don't. Was, yeah, I don't think it's any different. I think that's a very good point. Maybe that's. The, I think it's, it's real, a real sort of great quite, time capsule yeah, of that definitely. period of it time. Is, it is. And whilst it does sound yeah. like there are influences of other people, I don't think they were necessarily trying to copy that. No, oh, that no, wasn't no. my inference, was to sort of say, no. oh, they've next stuff. It was just like, oh, that was very much a sound. And it feels like it sort of got distilled. Lots of yeah. those little influences got distilled by this band Yeah. Um, at that point. Like I said, it sounds really 60s. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Of, the, of, of that time, critics at the time or... Uh, since I've referred to it as you know, sort of an undiscovered gem and a real classic, I think people like Paul Weller have said it's a you know great album. It's been covered by lots of uh, people. Even the Foo Fighters have covered tracks off this, oh, wow. uh, by this band. Yeah, there's definitely a thing that's that's created some longevity. Mm. It's definitely a sort of oh that's a classic album. That's why it's on this list. But I wasn't convinced. <laughs> like I said, I could see. I, I almost was convinced when it, so uh, as it started, I was like, "Oh yeah, I can really get why it is an undiscovered gem." But then there were bits of it that just really bugged me, especially going back because I listened to it two or three times, and the more I listened to it, the more the songs that I didn't like, I, I liked them less each time. <laughs> each time I listened to them, <laughs> but time of the season, what a, what a great track! Just about to say that. Great song, but Billy didn't even pick it up. I know. So maybe no, it wasn't. Maybe it's just because we know it, Martin. From I, I mean, that's the one. That's the one that you immediately go. I've heard this on stuff. So it's not, many it's not like I've heard this on the radio. It's like I've heard that in a movie. Yeah, I've yeah, heard yeah. it on a. T- I think it's in uh, Austin Paris. The Spy Who Shagged Me. Yeah. I saw. Oh, it was, really? one, it was one of the ones yeah, that it's baby, in. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but it is. It's kind of the minute that starts playing. Like I said, it's, it's so. I I don't know. I was getting yeah. sort of. Oh, that's the Vietnam track, isn't it? That's the one. When yeah. They, they cut to the flashback of the, oh, yeah. jumping out the helicopter, yeah. and that's the track. Mm. That's playing in the background, sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, great, and and a local band, St Albans. Yeah, formed in St Albans. Big well, up. actually, from uh, from Hatfield, actually, but formed in St Albans. Okay. Do we have any still alive? Do you think? Uh, two, uh, the two main guys, writer and singer, are still alive, still performing, I believe. Yeah, Co- uh, uh, Argent and Colin Blundstone. Rod, is it Rod Argent and Colin Blundstone? I think. Come on, guys, don't let me like that. You should be going, that's good knowledge. That, that is good. That's that good is memory. really good. Didn't even read that. <laughs> Miles on. is definitely going, this is way too much information. I'm like, over there. It's like, it's, it's night time. I don't know where I am. Can I go home now, please? <laughs> All right, final thoughts on Odyssey and we'll, Oracle by the zombie. We're going to mark it. I'm going to kick it off with a really strong four. Wow. Four. Yeah. Wow. Wow-y. I enjoyed it. I didn't enjoy it that much. <laughs> no, I, I reckon it would have been three if it wasn't for time of the season, but I just don't okay, that song. Yeah. That I think it's three for it. me. It's good. I re- enjoyed it. But I'll, I'll, I'll give it a bottom of the range three. Okay. Still a three. Got a ten. A solid ten then. That's all right. Will it stick in your... Will it, would it make your top hundred? No. no. Yeah. Four was generous. Maybe I'll go three. I'll keep it for the ten. But probably, it's yeah. a good point of mine. Would... I know you've got 500 albums on here, but would yeah. 80% of them make your top 100? No. Not really, would they? No, the but whole I'm trying to work that's, out. Well, that's I'm why. I'm trying to think of the maths of that. Oh, no, I don't know thinking, what I meant. I think, I think 80% of them would have to, wouldn't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's why. Um, I've confused myself. I know what you mean. I know, what you, mean. <laughs> I know what you mean. That's why, not undermining this task that we've set ourselves yeah. over the next two years yeah. or 300 years. Um... <laughs> 
but it is quite strange thing to do because obviously music's so subjective, right? Mm, so yeah. what makes this person, this this person, all these people on the panel at the Rolling Stone, any more uh, in the know to tell us? In what is a good album? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I, mean, I think we've, we've also sort of already established there are albums that we've already listened to that you're going, yeah, I like this. I mean, you know, if you were having to make a 500 list, yeah, I think my I'm, in my 500 list, probably Nine Inch Nails, probably um, Californication, those, yeah. are, those are going to hit, you know, if even my top 100, those are probably going to be somewhere not far off that. So if mm. I was voting on this list, I'd be one of the people voting for those albums. Mm. But I wouldn't have thought of the zombies. And I guess I was thinking about this, listening to this, as I said, I had a moment where I thought, oh, is this going to be one of those undiscovered gems where you go, oh, this is my new favourite album? Mm. But not yet. I haven't had, I know, I know we've only done 22 albums so far, but there's not yet been one that I haven't heard before that I've thought, well, that I'm, my God, I am blown away. I'd never heard this before. And I'd, Lauren Hill. And do you know what? That is really getting under my skin, that album. <laughs> it really is. It seriously what? is. It's like every and time I hear a little bit of it, I'm like, way. oh, that is actually really good. Oh, you do oh, like it? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, so my, the first time like we talked on the on the yeah. pod, listening to it initially, I was like, okay, I don't really get this. But the more I've heard bits of it, the more I'm like, that, that out of anything that we've done yeah. so far is the one that I keep thinking because for very oh, I might just have a little cheeky another <laughs> yeah, listen yeah, yeah. to uh, the miseducation alone because Martin for a very intelligent articulate man isn't getting under my skin when something's annoying you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's getting under my skin isn't that like when something's really aggravating uh, you as a very intelligent man I'll say no it's not so <laughs> <laughs> you thought as well yeah. who's right here <laughs> have I always used that wrong <laughs> yeah you have oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm getting under his skin now. <laughs> Album number two on our show this week is... Was the son of a preacher, man. The son of a preacher, man. Dusty Springfield and Dusty in Memphis. Number 83, top 100. Uh, on the Rolling Stone 500 list, released on the 18th of January 1969. So, what's that? Just over 23, no, 53 years ago. The year after just, uh, just zombies, over 53 huh? years ago. Mm. Uh, yeah, we've done them in date order this time as well. Yes. That's clever. Numerical and date order, and only just about a year apart. Uh, 18th January 1969. This was Dusty Springfield's fifth studio album, recorded at American Sound Studios in. Of course, Memphis. Although final vocals and orchestral parts were recorded at Atlantic Records in New York. Uh, the producers of this, mainly Jerry Wexler, but also Arif Marden and Tom Dowd. And its previous positions on the Rolling Stone list have been number 89, number 89, and number 83. So it's pretty, pretty much held its position, although it has climbed the chart. Sorry, what is it now? Slightly. Number 83. On the 500 list. Uh, January 1969, the number one movie was Bullet, starring Steve McQueen. The number one album was The Beatles, by The Beatles. And, was that uh, a greatest hits? It's what's commonly known as The White Album, oh. although it is actually officially titled The Beatles. Didn't know that. It's actually got The Beatles on the album, but yeah. you can't see it because it's all in white. Wow. That's why it's called The White yeah. Album. There you go. <laughs> so much trivia this week. <laughs> Do you reckon The Beatles have come up in every pod? 
Yeah. Oh, if I can, if I have anything to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> well, as I've said before, the Beatles ruined it for everyone. Well, this is the time, January this this month that this album was released. That is the time when they're recording that Get Back that would be that would be talking about. This is exactly that period, oh, right? Oh yeah. The end of January, nineteen sixty-nine. That is exactly as that. Ah was yes. Uh, the Get Back documentary. That's exactly as this was being released. Um, oh, January the twelfth, the first uh, Led Zeppelin album was released. Uh, Matt Busby. Retired as the manager no, of Manchester yeah. United on January the 14th. Uh, and on January the 30th, the Beatles performed their last live gig, a 42-minute concert on the roof of Apple Corps HQ in London, England, which nice. has just been uh, in the uh, Get Back documentary. Top five in the charts, Oblady Oblada, a Beatles track, obviously, but recorded yeah. by Marmalade. Uh, Albatross by Fleetwood Mac. For Once in My Life by Stevie Wonder. Lily the Pink by The Scaffold. Do you know that one? Oh, I have to teach that song. Guitar. Lily the Pink, really? Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Never Jesus. heard of it. <laughs> and Blackberry Man. Way by The Move. Yeah. Yeah. What a crazy song Lily the Pink is, yes. Uh, featuring Paul McCartney's brother, actually, The Scaffold. He was, not he? It's all yeah. trivia. Yeah. <laughs> it's all nonsense. Uh, anyway, that's Who's enough. That? Was, was the, um, the um, moon landing 69? Uh, the moon landing was 69, but not till July, yeah. July, hey. July 1969, that was. Apollo, though. Yes. Good link. That's, that's what I meant. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Moon Landing Podcast from Apollo, from Apollo Audio. Love it. From Apollo Audio. Apollo. Oh, I can't talk. Apollo Audio. Apollo Audio. Definitely not that. Apollo Audio Podcast. Uh, I tell you what, we can't do we can't do these in the evenings again. It's all it's all gone crazy. People will think we're drunk. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, are. Dusty in Memphis. Where are you, Dusty Springfield fans? Prior to this, absolutely not. I'm not just saying this. I think um, "Son of a Preacher Man" is probably my least favorite song. Whatever. In the whole, yes, possibly. <laughs> okay. Just wow. does nothing for me. Just annoys me. Gets okay. under my skin. <laughs> um, I, I understood that reference. But um, I don't know. I was because I did, dislike that song that much. I was pretty. I was pleased by the album. Yeah, I, I enjoyed the other songs a lot, lot more than that Good. one. And it gets out of the way quite fast. It's track yes. three, isn't it? So yeah. Kind of, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a pleasant surprise. Not my go-to album. Yeah, I think that sort of like time of the sixties, that sort of sound and that all great like instrumentation. And she's got a good voice and all that, but it just does nothing for me. Really, doesn't really hit me anywhere. Yeah, doesn't capture it. But um, interesting. Yeah, I like the fact, like we said earlier, though these two albums from this the more modern stuff. I love the fact that it's just real instruments. Yeah, yeah, and it's been played. They've all been played really, really well. There's no auto tune going on there, is there? And it's just, I mean, I thought yeah, this, they this was, didn't, didn't exist no, at this point. And so I didn't no. think I, I thought the zombie, zombies production was far better than this album. Oh, really? Yeah. Do you do you mean the production or the arrangement or the, production? The actual sound of it. Yeah. Okay. Well, sometimes it's a little bit, I don't know, like a bit murky. Not. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. To didn't, my ears, didn't notice that. Son of a Preacher Man is such a sort of, uh, what's well, it's a sort of an all time classic track, isn't mm. it? It's funny how some people can have that. As you did that reaction yeah. to the yeah. yeah, I know everyone tells me that's supposed to be a good song, but yeah. I don't. Like I think it. it's just because I've heard it so much. It's like an earworm, isn't it? As well, yeah. Yeah, not for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought the whole album was fine. Yeah, <laughs> it's just that's what it is. Yeah, I thought it was fine. It was. I'm so happy about this podcast this week, Miles. You look like you're ready for bed. <laughs> <laughs> really it's been a long day. <laughs> I've had head in a new Mac, and it's yeah. been a long day. Um, <laughs> Uh, no, it was fine. It was. I know Son of a Preacher Man really well. Yeah. And I was about to just say by default, you know, that's a good song. But then Billy said that and I just thought about it. I thought, 
do I even like it or do I only just sing along because I know it? Would yeah. I ever play it? Yeah. No. Uh, what did the the pros of the album? There was a couple of good tunes that I thought were good. I liked her voice. Yeah. I actually thought they all, you know, I've said this on every pod, I'm sure. But again, organic production, which I thought was good. Yeah. Uh, I didn't quite get the murky thing that Billy got. I thought actually it was, it was, it, was, it sounded good. Yeah. But for me, I, I had to check. I had it going on the background today in YouTube. Yeah. That one song was different to the one that had just played. Yeah. Because I was like, is that just like seamlessly gone into it? Yeah. So what I'm trying to say was that it all kind of, a lot of the tracks yeah. were just like, oh, that sounds like the last one. Yeah. yeah. Um, and would it be fair to say it was a bit boring in places? Definitely. Was a bit bored of some tracks. Yeah. I mean, even Son of a Preacher, man, it's not like, it doesn't exactly grab you as a hit, does it? No. It's just like, like you say his earworm is someone's made this hit and we all just know the words mm. but it's not like a massive tune for me yeah. but that's the negative the pros and the, they're the pros and the cons it was fine it was alright yeah yeah you? I was gonna say not quite the same but I'm listening to what you guys are saying about it and so I can completely understand where you're coming mm. from uh, I guess listening to it it is that see, it's, a, it's a number three 83 album it's Dusty Springfield's supposedly classic album, and she's a supposedly classic artist, commonly described as one of the best female soul singers of all time. And there are classic songwriters on this. So some mm. of the songs are written by, you know, Goffin and King on this album. You know, these these are classic songwriters performed by hugely competent um, musicians in a hugely um, productive environment with an artist who pretty much is at the top of her game at that point and yet i sort of know where you're coming from it's all like yeah so it's a it's a it's a lovely album full of very classic songwriting and singing and performance what's fascinating i think listening to you describe this what's what's (laughs) occurred to me because i was thinking about this at, at at the time this album is definitely one of those that over time has been massively reassessed from a critical point of view because it was a commercial failure. It basically killed her career at really? the end of the 60s. Up until the release of this album, she had been one of the top commercial artists in the UK and the US. Wow. Um, throughout the 60s, from sort of 1964 through to 1969, one of the most popular um, artists. Uh, as a vocalist, she'd also been on TV. I think she was the first uh, artist to perform on Top of the Pops when it was launched in 1964. Wow. She was a TV presenter. Uh, you know, it was, it, it, the whole cultural thing was all about Dusty Springfield. And then this album comes out and it basically died. It wasn't a commercial success at all. Certainly, I mean, that's possibly unfair to say in terms you know what what does a commercial say it's probably by today's standards it did really well mm. but at the time it didn't and was a big disappointment and after this point Dusty Springfield basically spent about 15 years in basically trying to recapture that magic and it wasn't until the 80s when she had a sort of another hit with the Pet Shop Boys um, in the 80s oh. and that sort of reinvigorated her career But so all of that and I was reading all of that and thinking that feels like, even though you kind of look back at it now, or people start looking back at it now, that it's described as a classic album. And yet I'm listening to you guys talk about it. I think, I feel that that's probably how people thought about it at the time. Yeah. Because it just didn't hit. And is that, I just don't think is that the problem? Because it. it just didn't capture people's yeah. imagination, especially mm. the sort of 
let's say, the youthful record-buying public who just yeah. went, yeah, it's really classy, but I don't yeah. want to listen to it or I don't I want to buy think it. I, I, I'm not on that into my soul at all, that sort of sound. Yeah. It's like, it hasn't got any like edge to it for me. It's just, they're just nice songs, aren't they? And there's nothing yeah. wrong with them. I love the vocal performance. She's yeah. a really, really good singer. Yeah, and, she and, is. The, and the interpretation of the songs is really good. Yeah, but so I think that's what's really struck me just listening to you guys talking about it. Having read the background to mm. the to the artist and the album, and thinking, yeah, so I, I feel like what you were saying is exactly what happened when it came out. Mm. Yeah, like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> even even the hit "Son of a Preacher Man," you think this could be like ten BPM faster? Yeah, like. Yeah, all no, a bit drags a little bit. Ever, but it's just like, yeah, I won't be. I mean, I won't be rushing to rushing to listen to it again. Um, but I'll then I'll probably sing along at a wedding if someone's playing "Son of a Preacher Man." I'll probably sing along. Uh, yeah, love this tune. tune. <laughs> I really. I mean, it's, I, I think it's a it's a great song. It's one that pops up on. It's on the Pop Fiction soundtrack, isn't it? That's that the of, one that yeah, gives a, a new great lease of lease of life. I think. There are songs by Dusty Springfield that were hits that you would probably prefer because of all the things that you've said, mm. that they are a bit more up-tempo. Yeah. She had sort of you know Motown-style hits. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Burt Bacharach-type um, stuff yeah. she was working with, um, Bacharach and David during the 60s as well. That those You're kind of looking a bit more into the Dusty Springfield catalogue. You might go, oh, no, that's a good song. Yeah. Uh, that's more of a pop hit than this album is. But it, it does it suffer a little bit from that sort of hey guys I've gone to Memphis and I want to be classy yeah and it really is classy but not that interesting yeah no. yeah I was thinking of uh, uh, Billy and UB40 again as well because there's <laughs> a there's a track on there that was covered by UB40 did you spot that one one yeah. I'm not a massive massive UB40 fan no, I'm not, I, I, but I'm from now on I, I always think of you as a UB40 yeah. fan because she's <laughs> mentioned it once. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? So I'm like, oh, Billy's really into UB40. I'm just going to spread that humour. Bre Breakfast in Bed was... Uh, <laughs> oh, was it? Oh, I remember a, that one. They had a hit with Breakfast in Bed uh, song uh, with, as a duet with uh, Chrissy Hine from The Pretenders. Mm -hmm. But yeah, other than that, there's... Yeah, what, like you said, what are, this, what are the standout songs? None for me, really. If I'm Poor, being old nice. Dusty. <laughs> Poor old Try Dusty. Poor old Dusty. Sorry, Dusty. <laughs> It's funny, isn't it? It's like you said, it's a top 100 album. You feel like there'd be more to say about it. Mm. And yeah, it is, it is actually hard to find too much to say about it. What? It feels to me like the background of the artist and the period and all that bit, there's more of a story there than there is about the actual album yeah. and the songs itself. Yeah. I mean, it should just be about the music, shouldn't it? I mean, if she's going in that uh, lane to be compared to soul singers yeah i think um well but then she hasn't written the songs because i agree she does she doesn't have a good voice but what i was trying to say is there's she'd come down my list of of of, of people in that vein um who i would listen to instead in within soul music but, but then like you say martin maybe it's her latest stuff which you know was slightly more up-tempo went earlier. a bit more motowny that like, earlier, maybe i prefer earlier, earlier stuff yeah, earlier stuff sorry yeah. um Maybe I'd prefer that sort of stuff. This one just seemed a bit like, <laughs> just a bit nothingy. Mm, just yeah. a bit like, what is this album? It, it well, you said that. Uh, is it, we didn't even say it's soul music. It's like I don't even know what it. I, I don't even know what it is. Mm. It's just kind of just middle like of the road, isn't it? middle of the road. Go over like washes over you sort of thing. Like yeah. just looking at other artists who who they think compares to Dusty Springfield. Cinna Blacks come up. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but, like, I don't know why. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I mean, again, another another big successful commercial artist and was recording songs written by uh, Bacharach and David and all that uh, okay. so that, that's probably why at the same period. But yeah, Dionne Warwick has come up who I think has got so better songs. It is so weird that you look at, sort of like, uh, nowadays think of Scylla Black as being a sort of a pop star in the 60s, but that's exactly what she was. Okay, was fine. she blind date? Didn't know she was a pop star. Yep. Okay, yeah, so they call her the finest white soul singer of her era. Perhaps, but she's definitely not the best soul singer of her era. Perhaps the best white one, but... It's just fine, isn't it? It's fine. We should yeah, just stop yeah. there. I'll edit the rest of this sort of 20, <laughs> the next 20 minutes out. <laughs> well, just, seems, just leave it. With, like, it was all right. fine. It was all right. Yeah, it was fine. It was yeah. fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It gets... Should I kick us off? Yeah. It gets a very solid... Oh, Martin, do you have the things there? Because yeah. what's the difference between two and three? Uh, oh, you're not well, giving it a three. Well, well three's like, you think it's all right. Well, it was two, all right, isn't two it? Two is uh, okay if you like the sort of, So two is yeah. more a sort of, uh, two's you all right. need to be into this sort of thing to want to listen to it. So like number, mm. a, a one is like, this is shit. A no. two is, look, if you're, if you're into <laughs> 1960s soul music, then yeah, you should give this a, you should give this a go. But otherwise you probably won't get it's it. Definitely three two. is, yeah, you know, you should check this out because it's, Absolutely it's, not. It's it's in it's worth it's worth it's worth a listen. That's exactly what I put. I in need there. no more. It yeah. definitely doesn't go to four or five. <laughs> two. Yeah, that's not two. You, Martin, is the big one. This could potentially be battle for the bottom right here. What are you giving? I think. It? I mean, it's. I feel like I'm sort of being swayed by listening to you guys. Give it a I had that. With, I was about to say, "Tunnel Reach Man's a good song." And <laughs> like, no, How you can't write? It? It's not a good song. I just know it. Peer pressure. I know, but okay, I, mean, I so thought so that. I was like, what, I just what, know. What a tune, son of a preacher man is. Yeah. And Miles is going, yeah, yeah bang it really up. is. <laughs> but no, just I think go that, along with whatever. But I think that brings up a good point. I think like, I think songs I don't know, when there's been thousands on these, on this podcast, you've got such an open mind. But I think when you know the song, you just, when it was a hit, you just naturally think it's, yeah, it's ingrained. But actually, I think there's got to be a distinction of, is this just I know it it's, it's familiarity yeah, yeah. rather than being a good tune mm. yeah. and I think I'm gonna on the next albums if I know the artist I'm gonna take that into my listening yeah I, I'm, you know I'm, I mean? I'm sort of pleased because we have touched on this aspect before of like always looking for the good in the in the albums perhaps from you Miles because I think you've acknowledged <laughs> that you've approached them in that way yeah so to actually go do you know what nah yeah <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of nice in that, in almost to hear it that way. I might have been swayed the other way just by, like, you know, having been told, for want of a better word, that it's a really good album. Yeah. That I kind of might have been swinging that way. And then listening to you guys, I've, I've re sort of assessed what my actual experience of listening to it actually is and reflecting on it. I I'd definitely give it a three. I think it's worth a three rather than a two. I think it's better than our, um, you know, only if you like. 1960s female soul I think you could give it a go I think it's good it's really high quality music and there's some good tracks on it some great songwriting but also I'm aware that I'm, I want to be saying get Dusty Springfield's greatest hits <laughs> I know you wouldn't do that for the album for the album but if you mm. want to experience Dusty Springfield get a collection of singles because looking back at her career mm. prior to this and even some of the songs she released after this you know there's not big hit singles on this album but other songs that she did prior to that are like you worth definitely you'd go yeah do you know what she was good and did some great tracks and some great performances so I feel yeah let's stick it let's stick it in the three zone what's that two two four seven seven that must be bottom right nah I think I don't think anyone's coming. I don't think, <laughs> I think we will give Chuck Berry a one won't we so. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think any no, of us were particularly I think I prefer Chuck Berry to that 
I really? could I think I could listen to Chuck Berry again over oh, Dusty. No offense, Dusty. You sorry. Are, you, you've got to be kidding. I mean, you would listen to an hour of Chuck Berry playing the same song rather than <laughs> listening to that for 35 minutes. Yeah, but it's just like, I think I prefer the style of music to <laughs> oh, this. Oh, no. It's not as no. sort of wishy-washy I'm going to force you to listen to Chuck Berry yeah. again just to, just <laughs> to prove that Torture. you're wrong. <laughs> oh, goodness. Right, that's, that, that's not me dissing Chuck Berry. That's me dissing The Great 28 as an album experience. It's awful. You know, the only thing I will say, just a final thing on Dusty... <laughs> It could be worse. I'm sure we're going to have some albums where it's it's for, for us unlistenable. We mm. think I can't even listen to this. This is yeah. I didn't think that with it. It just it just didn't jump out at me. Mm. It felt like that what you said was the most honest response to us. It. It's fine. Yeah. Oh well, poor old Dusty. Let's hope for next week. She, guys. Had, she had a hell of a life. I'll yeah. tell you. Blame me. Well, she was a son of a bitch, wasn't she? She wouldn't have been the son <laughs> of a bitch, man. <laughs> Anyone has ever loved me was the son of a preacher man. I mean, she's not going to be the son of a preacher man. Did no she write what. that song? <laughs> <laughs> Did she? <laughs> You're getting right under my skin here. <laughs> oh, oh boy. Too tired. <laughs> okay, Sorry. it is time to decide our next two albums for this long term project that we've got ourselves engaged. We've got in. less time to listen now. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we've got a, li- a little bit less. Yeah. Hey? What do you reckon it's going to be in? We're going to get a top 10. Top 10. Top 10. You know, you... 221. Oh, not there again. <laughs> that, was, that was so close to top 10. <laughs> that would have been 221. Weird, I think we're going to have some happy faces here. Go on. 221 is Rage Against the Machine. Yay! Nice. Don't need to listen to it. It's fine. I know all of them. What's first one? Self-titled? Rage Against the Machine. Oh, done. By Rage Against it's the Machine. It's a five. Funnily it's a enough, five. Don't I was, uh, week, a, a friend of mine was posting on um, uh, Twitter, I think I saw it on the, this week, that she said her dad used to play this album in the car yeah. and he'd sing along. Yeah. But every time they swore, he'd say Chuff instead of... It's <laughs> <laughs> a good one. Chuff's a good one. <laughs> Chuff you, I won't do what you tell me. Okay, Rage Against the Machine is our first album... And our oh, second no. one 409. is... Now that's probably good at this list. Sublime to the Ridiculous, guys. The Grateful Dead. Oh, I've heard a lot about them. And uh, Working Man's Dead is the name of the album. Working oh, Man, they like the really like... Working Man's like Dead LSD. by The Grateful Dead. Uh, the people I, I saw think them The like... Grateful Dead are sort of really well known for doing extremely long live shows. Yeah, because everyone was like on LSD yeah. and mushrooms and everything. Oh, but I, I really, I really <laughs> know live shows where everyone would be grateful the, to be dead. Yeah. <laughs> they're one of those. So I think they're one of those sort of because they're called deadheads, aren't they? The people that are fans of the Grateful Dead. I think they call them deadheads. Yeah. What I era? That's just making this up. 80s. 60, late sixties, oh, early seventies. I think Grateful Dead mainly. So we got to ride rock and roll, baby. I don't really know. I'll tell you, Working Man's Dead uh, is the fourth album and was uh, released in June 1970. Yeah. Good. Well, I mean, who knows? It may be the one that we go, bloody hell, I've never listened to The Grateful Dead and what have I missed? (laughs) Right, look forward to that. Definitely looking forward to uh, a bit of headbanging. Yes. Rage Against the Machine. Nice one. Cheers, Martin. Cheers, Martin. See you on Monday. It's been a pleasure, boys. Uh, See you next time. Cheers. Are you sure you forgive me?